Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Acts chapter 7, and we're right at the end of it, as a matter of fact. I think we'll complete it today. And if you remember, this is Stephen responding to the religious leadership. And he had just uh, recounted, really, the history of the Jewish people, the history of Israel. And they ended it with how uh, David wanted to build a temple unto the Lord. Solomon wound up building a house unto the Lord. But that God had proclaimed already that, you know, heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. And how are you going to build a house for me? How are you going to build something for me out of what my hands have made? I have made all these things. And then Stephen says this. Acts chapter 7, verse 51. Listen to this. Stephen speaking. You men who are stiff-necked, and uncircumcised in heart and ears are always resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. Now, he just gave them an entire account of what their fathers had done, particularly the part about Moses and how they resisted Moses and how they resisted God. And now he's declaring to them and answering their question, are these things true? He's calling them stiff-necked, which they are called many, many times in the Old Testament. Stiff-necked, uncircumcised in a heart and ears. In other words, you're motivated by the flesh. You're operating within the flesh. You're not operating according to righteousness. And he says, and you're always resisting the Holy Spirit. You're resisting the Holy Spirit right now. They had already been warned about that by one of their key leaders, Gamaliel. He says, you don't want to stand against God. If this be of God, you don't want to stand against it. If it's not a God, it will die of his own volition. And now Stephen is calling them to their face and saying, you're resisting the Holy Spirit. And he says, you're doing it just like your daddies did. Verse 52, he continues on. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? In other words, they persecuted all of them. He said, your forefathers did this and you're doing the same thing. He continues, verse 52. They killed those who had previously announced the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You have received the law as ordained by angels, and yet you did not keep it. Wow, he's sitting there saying you are the fulfillment of what was prophesied in the scripture. The prophets announced the coming of the righteous one. Your fathers killed them for that. And they persecuted them for that, for the words that they said. And now you have become that offspring. You are the betrayers. You are the murderers who have killed the very righteous one that the prophets prophesied about. You are the ones who received the law as ordained by angels. Okay, Moses received the law through angels. And yet you didn't keep the law. Well, how do you think they reacted to that? Well, we really don't have to think because the next verse tells us. Now, Verse 54, when they heard this, they were cut to the quick and they began gnashing their teeth at him. <laughs> they began growling and mumbling and grumbling and complaining and speaking all sorts of things against him. Verse 55, 
but being full of the Holy Spirit. Again, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. We saw him like that begin in Acts 6 when he was chosen by the congregation. He was described as being full of the Holy Spirit when he was uh, uh, brought before them at this time right here. And the people, uh, religious rulers gazed at him and saw that he had a countenance of, the angel, of an angel. So being full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed intently into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So he's full of the Holy Spirit. They're gnashing their teeth at him. He's gazing intently, and he sees into heaven, and he sees the glory of God, and he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. We see Jesus being described as sitting at the right hand of God, and this is true. But at this time right here, he's standing. I think he's standing there in the position of welcoming Stephen into eternity. Because watch what happens, verse 56. And Stephen says, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. So he proclaims to them what he is seeing. He's gazing intently in the heaven. It doesn't say that he's having a vision, that he's having a dream or anything like that. It simply says that he's gazing intently. He is in this corporeal existence, and he was at this moment in time able to gaze into heaven at the same time while still existing within his body, seeing the glory of God, seeing Jesus standing at the right hand of God the Father. He proclaims this to them. I see the heavens open. I see the Son of Man. And they knew who that Son of Man was because that's what Jesus called himself repeatedly. I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God, at that power position, the right hand. Well, listen to how they reacted. They cried out with a loud voice. They went from gnashing the teeth. They cried out with a loud voice and covered their ears and rushed at him with one impulse. Well, why covering the ears? Why screaming out with a loud voice? Why rushing at him with one impulse? They considered what he just said to be absolute blasphemy. And he's there in the temple complex declaring this blasphemy. They wanted to cover up the blasphemy that they thought he was saying. They didn't want to hear any more of what they, the blasphemy they thought that he was committing right here. They covered their ears. They run at him as at one impulse, all of them together. They grab him, verse 58. When they had driven him out of the city, they began stoning him. That's the reason we know they considered to be blasphemous, because the punishment for blasphemy was taking them outside the city. And you see this in the Old Testament. It's, it's very clearly delineated. Uh, Leviticus talks about it. And they began to stone him. And the witnesses laid aside their robes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Yeah, Luke is pushing the narrative ahead right now by introducing this young man named Saul who stood there and watched this and stood watch over the robes. Okay, they took all their outer garments to be better prepared to stone him. Verse 59, they went on stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Stephen cries out two things. First thing is right here, receive my spirit. He knew what was happening. He knew what they were doing to him. They were stoning him. They were killing him. So he asked for the Lord to receive his spirit. Then in the last verse of Acts 7, then falling on his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Having said this, he fell asleep.
and fell asleep means that, that he died. But believers are described as falling asleep because our body ceases to function. But as we see right here, our spirit is received by the Lord Jesus Christ. So we haven't died from the perspective of being non-existent, annihilated. Oh, no, 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 no. We have just gone from this corporal, temporary existence within a timeline into the everlasting presence of the Most High God. Notice he fell on his knees when he did this. You know, I have no doubt that a lot of these folks that were here throwing these stones became believers. I know one young man that was watching the robes that did, and we know that many of the priests became believers. Powerful, powerful account here, Acts 7. Spend some time in it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you. I'll see you next episode.